What's good, everybody? You're now tuning into your podcast with your girl, Need Baby. Thank y'all for listening. And guess what, y'all? Today is the final episode of season three, bitches. That's my that's my excited celebration of uh, episode thirty one of season three. We have three full seasons, with each having thirty one episodes a piece, and we have went all the way around the world and back. On these episodes, we had guests, we had we had people uh, interviewing, I was interviewing people, we talked about a lot of different things, you know, we went over a lot of things that was going on in the world, um, we went over a lot of things going on with celebrities, we prayed, we laughed, we talked, we prayed, we laughed, we talked, and we did some more, and then we ended up on the rabbit hole, which we are ending on today, so... The rabbit hole will be ending um, this uh, episode today, so I'm going to be starting season four off with a little bit something different um, to give y'all a little bit more insight of who I am and what I'm going to be doing here on so far throughout my life. So, if you have not been keeping up, make sure y'all do me a favor, everybody that's tuned in to my live stream on TikTok, simply double tap the screen, share the live, and make sure you, excuse me, I'm sorry, I got the burps. Drop a comment in below so that way we can get the algorithm going, baby. So we was on chapter 57 um, yesterday. And chapter 57 was just talking about the different names. And then it went on talking about God and Yahweh, uh, Yahweh and the difference between Yahweh and Yahshua and the name Yah and Jah and how it was um, then um, giving a new name each time it hit a new surface. So each time it hit the, Syri- the, Syri- the Syrians and the Phoenicians and the... Um, Hebrews and the Jews and stuff, the names often switched. So, uh, right now we're on another name, and then this might this podcast might be a little bit long because I'm not gonna get through the rest of this book. If you all have this book, make sure you get through the rest of this book. But if you all do not have this book, I am doing a class January 17th. You have until January 11th to sign up. If you want to be a, a part of this research class, all you have to do is DM me or send me an email at kanishaboyd at gmail.com. And if you want to just go listen to these podcasts of the rabbit holes yourself and get the book and go along with me in the book during the rabbit holes, all you have to do is go to my Amazon list and my link in my bio and get any of uh, get the book that I'm reading, get any other books that you feel drawn to, Ashe. All right. So in chapter 50, 57, we are on what is Ana Istakanari. What is Ana Istakanari? What is Ana Istakanari? Ana Istakanari is an Anunnaki word for women's impregnations operations in Nibiru. So we're finna talk about how women are pregnant on the planet X, which is planet Nibiru, which I told y'all what Nibiru was, um, I might need to put some, I might need a little ashy. Um, so if you love listening to Erica Badu, and Erica Badu often sings about um, the mothership, and she said, if the mothership can't save you, then your ass is going to get left. So the mothership that she said that can't save you and your ass is going to get left is the uh, Nibiru ship. That's the Nibiru ship, which is called Planet X. Y'all know we have another planet on this, uh, another planet that they don't talk about because, you know, they, they don't want us to know about the real truth 
um of what's going on okay so it says it's the anunnaki word for women's impregnation and uh, impregnation operations in nibiru the woman goes into a very nice hospital-like place the anunnaki phys physicians will help her to lie down on a table much like one of the examination tables in any other doctor's office on earth the attending, uh, attending physicians will be all females, very gentle and extremely skilled. Now, this lets you know what type of what type of uh, uh, gynecologist and stuff we need to have and what type of OBGYN we need to have. You need to have a black female who is very gentle and extremely skilled because that's what they had. So this says the attending uh, physicians will be all females, very gentle and extremely skilled. Using a special machine, they will beam a light in right through the woman's body. The light will search for her ovaries. Nothing will probe or hurt or even annoy the body. Once the light reaches the ovaries, it will activate one of her one of the eggs to fertilize it and have it move very smoothly into the uterus. The woman then becomes pregnant and the fetus will begin to grow. Anunnaki women have the egg removed by the light and placed in a special tube and grow the baby inside of a machine. It says they do they don't have to they don't have birth in the same sense as humans do but take the impre, take this impre, take the baby home after he or she is ready to advance in the incubator this impregnation operation is called the anasita kanari it means the following ana creation first celestials ista or ishta child baby firstborn kan hospital or operating room so y'all keeping up with me are y'all keeping up with me? Keep up with me. I shave Vanessa hit me up on the outside. It says Nah is, is source, first breath, first nourishment. Ray or Ra is delivery or reception relief. So Ana Ishta Khan Na Ra is delivery or reception, and this is the process that they go through to ha through having their babies. It says you are always you are always connected to the Anunnaki in this life and in the next one. Because this next passage says, what is Anda Anaparu? Anda Anaparu is an Anunnaki Ulamite expression meaning verbatim. Judgment by the brain. Ulema Sadiq Gandhar Rampour said, seconds before you leave earth, your mind will project the reenactment of the events and acts, bad and good, in your life, past, present, and future. And zoom you right towards your non-physical destination. Where, where and when you judge yourself, your deeds, your existence, and decide whether you wish to elevate yourself to a higher dimension or stay in the state of nothingness and loneliness. Do y'all hear what this says? Let me read this again. This Ulema, Sadiq Gandhar, uh, this, this is a black man right here, Sadiq Gandhar, says that the seconds before you leave earth, your mind will project the reenactment of all events and acts, bad and good. It also says it, it'll project the acts bad and good in your life from the past, the present, and the future. And then it will zoom you right towards your non-physical destination. Where and when you judge yourself, your deeds, your existence, and then you decide whether you wish to elevate yourself to a higher dimension or whether you want to stay in the state of nothingness and loneliness. And we just got through talking about what the uh, true meaning of hell is. 
and what hell looks like. Hell is a true state of nothingness and loneliness. Nothingness and loneliness is what hell is. A lot of people say, oh, it's cold as hell out down there. Oh, it's hot as hell down there. Oh, it's this, is that, is that. It's this and that. Hell is literally a state of nothingness and loneliness. You, who would wants to be in an afterlife living supposed to be living an everlasting happy ever life and you're stuck in nothingness and loneliness in a black space that is enough hell for me to not have no family not know anybody not recognize nobody because there's nobody there but you i y'all make sure y'all double tap the screen and like share and comment i it says you will not return to earth nor will your soul migrate to another soul or another body because the Anunnaki do not do that and do not believe in reincarnation or in a physical return to earth. Earth is the lowest sphere of existence for humans. Thus, you are always connected to the Anunnaki in the life and in the next one. The Anunnaki were the ones who created the brain for humans. These early brains contain two million cells. But the Anunnaki worked years on the prototype of humans. And in their final genetic experiments, the Anunnaki programmed humans with the 13 original faculties implanted in the brain cells. It says, what is an Maharit? What is an An Maharit? An Maharit is an Ankai Phoenician, the An Ulamite name for an Anunnaki's quasi formula for steroids. It is composed of three words uh, An, first, sky, heaven, God, Maha, ultimate, great, Rit, strength, energy, motion. An Maharit. Maharit is humanity's early formula of what we said, what we call today as steroids. Hear me out. An early genetic product created by the Anunnaki in the ancient Phoenician city of Imrit, Amrit, in Syria, co-built by the remnants of the Anunnaki and early Phoenicians from Tyre and Sidian. Amrit is one of the most puzzling, mysterious, and enigmatic enigmatic cities in the rec and recorded in history today it was the stage for a cosmic war between many ancient nat nations the birth of the uh, uh, olympiads olympiads and the world's first anunnaki phoenician medical center but recent archaeological excavations on the land of our word I told y'all I found out the name of that movie on Disney it's called onward they 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 are the awardians okay in the island of our world revealed in this land gave birth to the uh, Olympiads and not to Amrit, as it was suggested by the historians. Now it says, Amharit was first used by Inanna when she created the first prototypes of the human race. Phoenicians used Amharit quite often. It was supplied by the priests of God and Melkart. So basically... You know what I'm saying? They said that, you know, they were using steroids to uh, create prototypes. And we know as steroids is known today, steroids is known to alter who you are. You know, steroids either can make you very aggressive, highly, you know, amped up. It can get you stronger. It can get your muscle build quicker. We, look, I'm, I'm about to start stuttering and start end up sounding like I turn on this goddamn thing. Oh, my God. Next, it says, what is Anafar Jin Makar? It says, Anafar Jin Makar is an Anunnaki noun and expression. Um, Nafar Jin Makar is the name of humans who walked on three legs. Oh, my God. Y'all, I don't know what we finna read next. 
But let's continue. Because this rabbit hole has been rabbit hole in this whole 11 parts. And I just might say that. Nafar Jin Markai is the name of humans who walked on three legs. Supposedly created by non-terrestrial genetics who have visited Earth some 450,000 years ago. Some ufologists suggested that they were genetically created by the Igigi. Some authors have claimed the Igigi have created a very primitive form of human beings, lacing intelligence and mobility. Then it says in black, the early forms of humans look like apes. The Igigi considered the early quasi-humans to be not much more than machines with limited mental faculties and those early forms of humans look like apes. The earth was extremely cold at the time and the Igigi had to cover the human bodies with lots of hair to protect them from the elements. It took the Kwanzaa human race thousands of years to evolve into an early human form and even then not totally human, still looking like apes. Some of them had bizarre skulls and facial bones and the Igigi actually experimented a bit with the early human forms. First, they created the Nefar Jenmakar, meaning individual on three legs. They consisted of a very strong physical body but lacked agility. Those bodies were created to carry heavy weight. The three legs purpose was to support heavy loads that they could lift and carry. Later on, the Igigi, the Igigi or the Igigi worked on a new human from that consisted of a body with two legs in order to bring speed and better agility. Yet early humans remain terrifying, nothing like the biblical descriptions. Yet early humans remain terrifying, nothing like the biblical descriptions. The Igigi tried several times, and each time they faced a problem in designing the human skull. Early Igigi creators did not want to put brains in the skull so human forms' bodies would not think. These are early human forms where the world first were the world's first robots. What is Anunnaki Minor? Minor, 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 Minor. It says Minor is named for a sort of a light or plasma laser used by the Anunnaki to purify the body and the thoughts. All Anunnaki students entering the classroom in the Anunnaki Academy must purify their bodies and their minds. The purification exercise occurs inside a small room entirely made of shimmering white marble. In the middle of the room, there is a basin made of the same material and is filled with a substance called Naura Shams, an electroplasma substance that appears like liquid light. Nothing new under the sun. Y'all keeping up with me? Ashe? It says it actually means in Akai, the liquid of light. Now or now, now were. Or sometimes Manawa or Minawa or Minara means light. Shams means sun. Nawa in Arabic means light. The Ulema in Egypt, Syria, and Iraq, and Lebanon use the same word in their opening ceremony. Sometimes the word Nawa becomes Nar, which means fire. 
This is intentional because the Ulema, like the Phoenicians, believed in fire as a symbolic procedure to purify the thoughts. Have you ever just sat in front of a fire before or set a fire outside and sat around a bonfire and just had thoughts and expressed yourself and burnt letters or burnt feelings or burnt old past uh, 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 ways, you know what I'm saying, and like into the fire, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing new on the sun and we wonder why we often do certain things that draws us into what our ancestors done or what was done before us, Ashe, because it, it means something to do that. You know what I'm saying? So then it says, what is the Anunnaki now Rashams, men are Rashims. Now Rashams and men are Rashims is an Anunnaki Hebrew, Phoenician, Arabic, Akkadian, and Aramic term. It is the Anunnaki's liquid light and electroplasma substance that appears like luminous watery substance. And the Anunnaki Menara actually means the, the following. Now or now or sometimes Menara representing light. It has the same meaning in the Semitic languages. The Ulema, like the Phoenicians, believed in fire as a symbolic procedure to purify the thoughts. This created the word Menara, meaning the enlightened, the enlightened or surrounded with light. If you know any Hebrew, you might remember that Menawar means a lamp. It all connected later the Illuminati as well. So this letting you know that they use different type of lamps and lampshades when they meditated, when they did things, when they prayed, when they wanted to purify themselves and get themselves right with righteousness. It was other ways that they did it. But this liquid plasma formula that they sit in is what actually purifies them and they said it's a, a, a shimmery glittery substance that's not water but it's a liquid form that you dip yourself in and you dip yourself out in and that's when they said that's where they got baptism from that's where they got baptizing you and that's where you know a lot of christians feel and a lot of muslims and people feel that water is a cure of pureness and righteousness and cleanliness which it is that's why you see a lot of spiritual light workers that do spiritual baths they do milk baths they do milk and honey baths you know they put a little tea tree oil a little peppermint oil and they fill it up with fruits and different flowers and organic herbs and they actually sit in that bath because that bath is a cleansing bath of righteousness the book that i'm reading from is the anunnaki uh ufos and extraterrestrials and the afterlife's greatest information volume three if you want to learn if you want to join my research class i am holding a google google meets research class january 17th at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time all you have to do is dm me if you want to be a part of this class this class will be researching this book and breaking this book down we will do a full study class for an hour and a half or however long we feel free to lead to as long as everybody is available so far we have 10 11 people signed up so i'm um Sending our gratitude, Ashe, to those who are signed up. Okay, we got a few more minutes and I'm going to get ready to wrap this up for y'all. If y'all want me to keep going, y'all let me know. It says, what is an Zalubarash? An Zalubarash is a term for collecting thoughts and multiple mental images. Using mental energy to move or teleport things. This is one of the phases and practices of Tarkiz. Tarkiz means deep mental or intellectual concentration that precedes telekinesis and teleportation and phenomena. Anunnaki's young students, uh, apprentices, and, no and novices, novices learn the technique in Anunnaki schools in Ishtari. 
Usually they use their conduit, which is located in the brain cells, and deep concentration on, on a subject hidden by a screen or a divider made from the, a thin piece of paper. Synchronizing the frequency of their conduit in the absolute state of introspection, the Anunnaki student attempts to move the hidden object from one place to another without even touching it. In a more advanced stage, the Anunnaki student attempts to alter the properties of the object by lowering or increasing the frequencies and vibrations of the object. So basically, it's talking about telekinesis and trans uh, teleportation, which we've seen a lot of young black men on TikTok teaching their children how to do that. It is a power that we all withhold within the conduit within the brain within the brain cells if you practice um the powers that are behold within that are held within you you are able to tap into these different things what is anzuma anzuma is the term for the anunnaki's design designated spots or areas of landing on earth usually they are used to map terrains to severe as landing um terminals the first time the anunnaki visited the planet earth they marked the regions where they have landed in their macabre the spaceships. These regions were the ancient Phoenician cities of Tyre, Sidian, Afka, Balabek, or Baalbek, Beji, Amshit, Biblos, Batron, and Alward Island. It says, What is Araka Nara, Araktaris? It is the name of a planet unknown to legitimate science. Okay. It is composed of two words. Archive, a portal or station, and Norai, star or light. It was inhabited by the Anunnaki some 700,000 years ago. Many of us are not familiar with it. However, it was mentioned in Chandler's senseis and by Eastern ufologists as well as by the Ulema. And, uh, and Araka Nara is known in the West as Arcturus. Arcturus. Edgar Sacy did mention it in a book he stated one of the most advanced civilizations in this galaxy exists in the fifth dimension and the prototype of the art's future its energies work as emotional mental and spiritual healers of humanity the star is also an energy gateway through which humans pass through death and rebirth it functions as a gateway station for non-physical consciousness to become accustomed to physicality. Arcturus is a stargate through which soul passes, a soul's pass, to choose whether to return to Earth's sun system or evolve to others. J.J. Hurtart, in his book, The Book of Knowledge and the Keys of Enoch, wrote, Arcturus is the midpoint between the Earth and other higher levels of consciousness, it is the governing body for our universe which determines the spiritual progress of humanity. We, we do often see a lot of stuff about the fifth dimension, right? Let me just read that so it can marinate with y'all a little bit more. It exists in the fifth dimension and is the prototype of art's future. Its energies work as emotional, mental, and spiritual healers for humanity. The star is also an energy gateway through which humans pass during death and rebirth. It functions as a gateway station for non-physical consciousness to become accustomed to physicality. 
Arcturus is a stage through which soul pass to choose whether to return to Earth's sun system or evolve to others. Mm, Ashe. It says, in the keys of Enoch wrote, Arcturus is, a, is the midpoint between the Earth and other higher levels of consciousness. It is the governing body of our universe which determines the spiritual progress of humanity. Now, it says, what is Arwad? Ardeus. It is a Phoenician Argotic, Greek Arabic, and Anakid name for an ancient Phoenician island in the Mediterranean Sea. The island of Arward was an independent kingdom in the days of the Canaanites. It was created by the Phoenicians in the early millennium BC. This small, beautiful island located five miles from the city of Tartus in Syria was one of the first Anunnaki small colonies on earth. It was mentioned. I'm so sick of these people in this book. It was mentioned in the Bible by the prophet Ezekiel. Who got a Bible with them? Who, who got a Bible present? Does anybody on my live stream have a Bible present? Baby, I, we need some Bible keepers. We need some people with the Bible so we can go look at the Bible parts where they talk about Ezekiel. All right, it says, it was mentioned in the Bible by the prophet Ezekiel. Our word was the headquarters of the seven wise men who came from Absu, the sweet water, and attended the gods of Enki. Mm. They were known to the Sumerian as Abigail, to the Akkadians as Akakulu, and to the Phoenicians as Ankal. The Anunnaki called them the Abigail. On the island of Arwar, the Phoenicians created a secret society called Circle of Serpent to honor their god Mekart. On Arwar, the Mekart Shrine Altar still stands in all in its beauty and majestic architecture. The early learned Greeks who visit Arwar study medicine at the Phoenicians' Anunnaki Medical Center, and when they return home, they adopted the Phoenician sign of the serpent as the logo of their healing hearts. Child, we're gonna have to go read. We're gonna have to go read about Ezekiel. But we're gonna have to go see what Ezekiel was talking about in the Bible. It says, we're gonna wrap this up here, so I'm gonna keep going so I can wrap it up for y'all. It says, Our ward hold many great secret secrets to name a few. We're gonna list them below. Okay, Ashe. Number one, for a short time, Jesus and Mary Magdalene lived thereafter the biblical. Just got through telling this story about the holy tablets in the holy tablets in the holy tablets if you have not looked up the holy tablets in the holy tablets it's in, it's on youtube nwpu holy tablets in the holy tablets it describes the night that judah turned on god and what happened and so he shape-shifted and left and went to france and he was still living so in this part it says number one for a short time, Jesus and Mary Magdalene lived there after the biblical crucifixion. Jesus, Yahshua was traveling back and forth to different places because he was on the run. They were still trying to look for him. Number two, St. Paul sailed to Arward after he has spent some time in Biblos and Barton in Phoenicia. Today is called Lebanon. Number three, it was at Arward where the Anunnaki created the Brotherhood of the Serpent. Number four. 
the Phoenicians had a secret society called the Fish, and it was headquartered in Arward. Number five, the Templar Order was used in the island as a hideout, and in fact, Arward sheltered the last crusaders and the remnants of the Templar Knights who fled who fled France following the massacre of the hand of the king of France and the infamous inquisition. Everybody heard about the story about the king of France who got slaughtered and all that and the people who fled? Ashe, that's what we're talking about. Some claim that the Templar Knights returned to Arwar to retrieve the Holy Grail, the genealogical tree of Jesus, and the buried gospel of Mary Magdalene. Ironically, at one time in history, Arwar was Pope Clement V's gift to the Templar Knights. Number seven, the island of Arwar was the last stronghold of the crusaders in the near east number eight during the french occupation of syria and lebanon during the second world war the vici french government discovered anunnaki phoenician tablets buried underground in our world and the ancient tablets told the story of of a race of superhumans who descended on earth and taught the fishermen how to navigate the sea and how to read the map of the stars number nine they created a secret society called brotherhood of the fish Deep people, deep people, yeah, baby, y'all, I, I can't finish this season with, I mean, this season, I'm wrapping my season up with my podcast, so I can't finish this with you, but I'm going to definitely go back and finish it by myself, okay, it says, I am bet is A, chosen group, A, social class, C, favorite subject, and D, those who know, it is derived from the Phoenicians, I am bet, I, I am means I, and the bet means house, mm. Mm. I'm going to have to wrap it up right here, y'all, man. Let me tell y'all something. That was a read and a breakdown today. That was something that I was not expecting to come across today. Uh, I appreciate everybody that wanted me to keep going, but it is a long, deep rabbit hole that you got to go down. If you want to join my uh, my research study class, like I said, I'll be holding it on my Google Meets January 17th. You have up until January 11th to sign up. It is free. I just ask that you get all your books and your pens and pads and papers um, before you get to class and make sure you are uh, um, on time, not late. Um, once everybody is checked in, we're going to start in. We're going to start back over from this book so that way we can uh, break down more details in this book. It was fun going over with y'all. Thank y'all for helping me wrap up Season 3, Episode 31 of your podcast. Make sure y'all go stream me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Make sure y'all help me get them coins up. I'm your girl, Nee Baby. This is your podcast. I'm out. Talking, she's a little bit. What the no, what the no, me? Do you fall for?